Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go on this Rosh Chodesh morning. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look 
Even, even, oh, even, oh, even, oh, 
talented boys, the best leader, the best producer, you get the Yeshiva Boys Choir!
J.M. in the A.M. A little kindness summer. Yitzi Spinner with that selection here on a J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning. Rosh Chodesh morning here at J.M. in the A.M. Yeah. How do you like that? Uh, all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Just trying to get my headphones set up in a way that I can actually hear myself. There we go. Uh, hello? There we go. Uh, Rosh Chodesh morning on a Monday as we head back to school and back to work. That was Yitzi Spinner with the uh, selection of Lokai Neshama. Actually started with the words, um, um, it started with the words Haneshamalach, which took me back, uh, about a month ago <laughs> when we were in, uh, when we were at the height of, uh, of Slichus. But then the song switches to uh, Elokai Neshama. Yeshiva Boys had Yiru, Open My Heart, done by Levi Cohen, Miami, with Melech, Hiya Chodesh. Today's, of course, Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshva. That's Mayor Sherman. He also had our Monday morning theme song, Masech HaShem. And from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday on this October the 19th. It is the first of Mar Cheshva on day two of Rosh Chodesh. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Uh, Yalav Yavo, Half Hallel, Special Torah Reading, Musaf Baruch Inafshi, whatever your custom calls for. As uh, we're getting set for a, uh, well, not getting set, as we are in the second day of Rosh Chodesh here uh, in the year 5781, Tufshin Pei Aleph. 55 degrees, it's pretty chilly outside with 80% humidity, winds are west. At 6 miles per hour. Cloudy today with a high of 66. And tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 60. Tomorrow morning showers and a high temperature of 73. 83 in Yerushalayim. We're at 55 now in New York City. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. Um, well, a couple of things. First of all, a big hello to our listeners in Sweden. We discovered that last week, that we have uh, real listenership in Sweden, which is really cool. Yes. A big thank you to our listeners in New York and New Jersey. <laughs> I feel every time we mention a foreign country, we have to emphasize how the base of our support and the base of our listenership is in the New York area. Believe me, I know that, and I appreciate it greatly. Trucker Yitz says that today's the first of Cheshvan and most of the listening audience. Uh, Rosh Chodesh in Australia is over. He also says they changed to summer clocks. So now New York City and Melbourne are 15 hours apart. Now, this helps me understand one of yesterday's mysteries, because yesterday I was in the um, in the uh, the summit for the World Mizrahi, which we did between 9 and noon Eastern time yesterday morning. And they kept saying that our friends in Australia who are with us, for them, it's midnight until 3 a.m. And I'm saying to myself, how could that be if it's a 14-hour difference? But now I understand. They are in summer mode, so it's a 15-hour difference. And of course, already it's the uh, it's already the uh, second day of Cheshvan. There, they're way past Rosh Chodesh. Happy birthday, according to Trucker Yitz, to Malka Miriam Van, who's in the IDF. Malka Miriam Van, uh, Mazal Tov, happy birthday, and Yom Huladet Sameach to you, one of the members of the Israel Defense Forces. Pretty amazing. Uh, Monday morning, JM in the AM on this Rosh Chodesh. So a couple of things. First of all, I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, I spent part of my weekend, as I said, at the Mizrahi World Summit. It was done by Zoom. 
I think if uh, if not for COVID and if not for you know whatever else God may have had planned, uh, we would be speaking to you from Israel this morning. I believe that uh, Monday through Thursday of this week would have been shows from the Holy Land. I think that was the original plan. We were uh, uh, originally uh, slated to be part of the World Zionist Congress. So we've now officially missed, (laughs) since we got back from Israel in January, which was an amazing trip. You may recall it was the Mizrahi World Seum and uh, really an amazing trip. Since we got back from uh, Israel in January, we've officially missed the May trip. That was the one that uh, our friends that I meet and we were considering doing together, and it looked pretty good, actually, that we'd be uh, with them for the 72nd anniversary of the State of Israel. That was May. Then we missed the August trip. I kept calling it July, but I think it was more August with our friends at um, Nefesh Benefesh and Yom NCSY. And now we've missed the uh, October trip, the World Zionist Congress trip. Pretty amazing. It, it was supposed to be, 2020 was supposed to be an amazing year for us in terms of travel, in terms of doing shows from Israel. And uh, look what's happened. Look what has happened. Isn't life funny? It certainly is. Friends of ours who uh, were slated to make a wedding in the five towns this coming Wednesday night are now making it in New Jersey. That's another uh, sign of the times. I just got that notice. Marat HaMachpelah is now open to Hebron residents. So they are slowly opening things up in Israel. It's obvious, but um, I guess maybe it's not so obvious. That's why they had to print it, that uh, there will not be the annual Hebron Shabbat Chayei Sarah this year. Uh, there may be a Shabbat Chayei Sarah in, you know, in, in a limited fashion. There might be. I have no idea. It's coming up November the 13th. But uh, obviously travelers from around the world will not be embarking on Israel, which is, which is definitely a... Uh, which is definitely sad, to say the least. You know what we feel about Hebron? You know what we feel about Shabbat Chayei Sarah? Even though I don't think I've been there in about 10 years for Chayei Sarah. I don't think so. Um, but uh, when I was younger, it was uh, an amazing, amazing journey that I could tell you. Uh, this coming Thursday night, this is another thing we're planning for now. Uh, this coming Thursday night, we present Open Mic... Uh, the Nahum Single Network hosts uh, Steve Adelsberg. The topic for the love of the game, inside baseball, Jews, and sports. Yeah, we're going to be talking baseball. In fact, I think I'm going to actually start the show Thursday night with that song from Terry Cashman, the talking baseball song. <laughs> Our guest on Thursday night is former New York Yankee legend Ron Bloomberg. He's author of the book Designated Hebrew. Uh, both Steve Adelsberg and uh, Ralph Rosenbaum. Uh, who's sponsoring the event on Thursday night, uh, have the book in front of them as we speak. They're going through it to uh, come up with questions for Ronnie. So Ron Bloomberg, the great Yankee of the 1970s, is going to join us. He, and by the way, those of you who are younger and may not think this is for you, Ron Bloomberg is at Yankee Stadium all the time. He works directly with the front office and with the television and radio people. And he's meeting and greeting people all the time. So he's very familiar with 2020 Yankee baseball. Obviously, he wasn't in the stadium in 2020, but you get my point. It's not like he could only talk about the 1970s. He could talk about everything. Also, Whitey Ford just passed away. He knew him. 
Uh, he obviously knew Mickey Mantle, you know, things like that. Anyway, I don't want to give away the whole show. Uh, it's Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, an exclusive event for JM&AM and NSN supporters. So if you're not yet a JM&AM or NSN supporter, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and become one as soon as you can. And it's sponsored by Rosenbaum Financial Services, taxcpa2.com, taxcpa2.com. Again, the Rosenbaum Financial Services under the direction of Ralph Rosenbaum, and we thank him. And I spoke to Steve Adelsberg, and it looks like we're going to have a Twitter poll at Toll Jewish Radio. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have a Twitter poll because he's debating what to wear to the Zoom baseball discussion on Thursday night. And he says he has three choices. Number 21, Milwaukee Braves uniform from 1950. San Francisco Clipper uniform number 5 from 1930. Or Minneapolis minor league uniform from the 1950 era. He says every one of them was worn by Hall of Famers. Every one of them. So we'll probably put it up for a poll. I have a feeling if they're real Yankee fans out there, I have a feeling which one they'll vote for, but we'll see. And he also says he has a great Whitey Ford story, which he thinks I don't know. I know it because he told it to me a while ago. <laughs> but it is a great story. So those of you who are Yankee fans and just want to hear great baseball stuff, tune in to Thursday night via Zoom starting at 7.30. I know. I know it's up the, uh, up against the Arab Shabbos show. I get it. I hope Mark Zomek's not holding us, uh, uh, not taking it personally. But uh, we felt that between games two and three of the World Series would be the perfect time to present this, so we're doing it Thursday night. And obviously the Arab Shabbos show can be heard at 3 a.m. Friday and at 10 a.m. Friday. So there are many, many opportunities. So that's some of the stuff that's going on. I did notice that Bris Avram... Uh, they were supposed to have their um, they were supposed to have their uh, writing of a brand new Safer Torah on their great lawn. I think it was this coming Sunday. I literally think that they were supposed to do that uh, this coming Sunday. I could certainly check. Yeah, here it is. It was supposed to be Sunday, October the twenty fifth. They have moved it because of COVID, um, and just to be safer, to the eighth of November. So they moved it a couple of weeks. It'll be the Sunday after Election Day. And Kevin Corbett, the president of New Jersey Transit, is still the guest of honor. And that's all happening. Uh, that's all happening on um, on Sunday, the 8th of November. Sunday, the 8th of November. So again, that's some of the uh, some of the things that are going on here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and in general in our community. And um, it is not uncommon for events at this point to be postponed, that I could tell you, as people try to understand and figure out what what to do regarding the, uh, the spike and the... the spike and the... Um, just the general aggressiveness that uh, that COVID-19 has taken on over the last few weeks. Although I did see yesterday, it looked like some of the numbers were down in certain areas. So that was a good, that was a good sign to say the least. Let's hope that trend continues. Yeah, some of the, uh, some of the uh, numbers were down and uh, again, we're hoping that that is uh, something that just continues to happen, frankly. 
It's hard for uh, organizations and uh, synagogues to make plans, but I am amazed. I really am amazed at how so many are adjusting so well and making the most of it. Uh, this was a conversation that we had uh, that, that I had last week with somebody who's at the forefront of running really creative Zoom events for different organizations. Um, you know, to try to try to uh, deal with the fact that people are sort of zoomed out. Uh, but but a good concept would keep them entertained and keep them uh, engaged. Sort of what we're doing on Thursday night with Ron Bloomberg, and it is it is interesting to watch how uh, certain organizations and certain efforts are really getting a tremendous response to what they're doing, even though it looks nothing like their traditional <laughs> ways of gathering and their traditional ways of uh, raising money and raising awareness. So uh, we wish continued luck to everybody as we adjust. And hopefully, slowly continue to open up. This, this this was important to me when I learned this morning about the um, reopening of Marat Machpelah. Because in Israel, you know just how careful they're being and how restrictive they're being with so many things. So you know, hopefully, it, it it'll be slow. It'll be a slow process, no doubt. Uh, but hopefully, uh, things like that will just uh, lead to more and more opening and people dealing with things in a much safer manner, and then eventually getting to where we want to get to, which is of course. Uh, to full capacity of, of everything and getting back to normal, so to speak. Monday morning, second day of Rosh Chodesh. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Keep that in mind. It is Monday. We're heading back to school and back to work with JM in the AM. It can seem so hard to see the brighter side of things. But when I look, I find you, master of everything. The sunshine, the thunder, it all makes me wonder what tomorrow's gonna bring. So I sing to you. Yeah, I can spend forever singing for your name. Cause everything gets better the more I grow and change. The sunshine, the thunder, it all makes me wonder if I appreciate. So I sing to you. I thank you all of my life. I Sing to you. So I can sing to you. Ooh. Ooh. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Yoni Stern, a uh, selection that starts with Yerav, words from the Baruch Inafshi, which we say for uh, Rosh Chodesh. In the Ashkenazic uh, community, we say Baruch Inafshi on Rosh Chodesh. Maybe in other communities as well, I don't know. I'm not familiar. I think I think they do say Baruch Inafshi, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, anyway, uh, Yoni Stern with words from Baruch Inafshi. Eitan Katz, Valirish Eliam, who's uh, Eitan is now in Israel, so a Big hello to the Katz family in Israel right now. Ari Goldwag with Ashira. That's brand new. Monday morning, JM in the AM. It's Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. Good morning, all. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget this coming Thursday night. It's official now. This coming Thursday night, we're going to be talking baseball. This coming Thursday night, Ron Bloomberg, the great Yankee legend, is our guest in a Zoom session led by Steve Adelsberg and sponsored by uh, Rosenbaum Financial Services. Uh, it's all happening this coming Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I told Lenny Solomon he's going to have to stay up until 3 in the morning. I told him if he wants to participate, and I'm sure he does. Um, yeah, so um, that's happening Thursday night, and I hope uh, – I mean, it's open to anybody who supports JM Name and the Nahum Siegel Network, so if you're not a supporter yet, become one by going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and uh, get ready for Thursday night when Ron Bloomberg is our special guest in a talking baseball Zoom session should be very, very interesting. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world of web at AlchemySingle.com and the AlchemySingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. A couple of things. Um, we'll do our news from Israel coming up. Don't worry. Uh, those of you who... Um, Want to start the year 5781 in a very inspiring way. If you want to start the year in a very inspiring way, consider Partners in Torah. Partners in Torah, um, whom you could visit at partnersintorah.org, can arrange for you to become a mentor for someone who wants to learn more about our heritage. And it's easier than you think. Just go to partnersintorah.org or call 1-800-STUDY-42, 1-800-STUDY, the number 4, and then the number 2. You could study Torah one-on-one with a mentor or partner chosen specifically for you. So if you want to be a mentor, if you want to be someone who's on the uh, teaching end or a partner, somebody who's more on the learning end, uh, you want to get in touch with Partners in Torah, partnersintorah.org or 1-800-STUDY-42. 1-800-STUDY, the number four, the number two. You'll be, uh, your life will be enriched. That I can tell you. The year 5781 will be a drop better, if not even more better than that, uh, because you've undertaken this... Um, uh, this amazing journey. So go to partnersintorah.org for information about that. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio and try A&H today. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday Rosh Chodesh is next. We say Boker Tov and Chodesh Tov from Jam in the AM. Shalom Rav, Kanran Yavnei, Ima Shekorei Achshav. 
שיעור האבטלה זינק ל-17% בשבועיים האחרונים של חודש ספטמבר בעקבות הסגר השני. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה נתאי הנאבי עם נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה. 165,000 הוגדרו מובטלים ועוד 507,000 בחופשה ללא תשלום. לא כלולים בחישוב עוד 95,000 שפוטרו או שמקום עבודתם נסגר במשבר הקורונה והם כלל אינם מחפשים עבודה. עם זאת שיעור האבטלה הרשמי לכל ספטמבר הוא 12.4% לעומת 9.8% באוגוסט, הצפי שיעלה נוכח הימשכות הסגר באוקטובר. חשד לרצח בקריית חיים, אישה נמצאה ללא רוח חיים בדירתה בעיר, מדווח כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל. האישה כבת השלושים נדקרה לפני הצהריים מספר דקירות על ידי בן זוגה בן ה-28 בקריית חיים. מדובר בבני זוג שעברו להתגורר בקריית חיים מהכפר מאקר שדיידה שליד עכו. לצוות מד"א שהגיע למקום לא נותר אלא לקבוע את מותה של האישה. הרקע לאירוע נחקר. רקע המשך ההפרות במגזר החרדי, השר יובל שטייניץ מהליכוד אומר לאמיר איבגי בגלי צה"ל, יש לשקול קיצוץ בהקצוות המדינה למוסדות שמפרים את ההנחיות. זה סוג של בריונות, סוג של עבריינות. אני חושב שאנחנו צריכים לאכוף את החוק. ביד חזקה, בזרוע נטויה, אני גם לא שולל לא רק הטלת קנסות, אלא גם מי שיעשה את זה באופן שיטתי, לשקול גם אה, קיצוץ בהקצוות של המדינה לאותם מוסדות. וחדותנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג מעדכנת שרכסים צפויה לרדת מרשימת הערים האדומות. בדיקת גלי צה"ל, בקופת חולים כללית חיסנו נגד שפעת רק כ-180,000 בני אדם, כ-9% מסך כלל החיסונים שהוזמנו ארצה השנה. במכבי חיסנו כ-12.5%. כתבנו לענייני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו מוסר שבכללית לאומית ומאוחדת החלו לחסן מפני שפעת ילדים בני שנתיים עד 12, בנוסף למבוגרים בני 65 ומעלה. ואילו במכבי החליטו לחסן רק מבוגרים. אחרי מאבק עושים צהריים בגלי צה"ל, הפרקליטות ערערה על עונשו של גבר שביצע עבירות מין בשלוש בנות משפחתו. כתבנו לענייני משפט, יובל הראל. הגבר שלום בן שטרית הורשע על ידי בית המשפט העליון שקיבל את הערעור על החלטת המחוזי, ולאחר מכן נגזרו עליו 12 שנות מאסר בגין העבירות שביצע בשלוש קטינות ממשפחתו, בנות 9 עד 13. כעת מערערת הפרקליטות גם על העונש שנקבע, בטענה שיש להחמיר משמעותית בעונש המאסר שנגזר עליו. מעקב גלי צה"ל, ארבעה הרוגים ויותר משבע פצועים בתאונות דרכים בשבוע שחלף. מדווחת כתבת הבטיחות בדרכים, נועה בין. ארבעה בני אדם נהרגו בכבישי ארצנו בשבוע החולף ושבע מאות וחמישה נפצעו, בהם אחד עשר באורח קשה, עשרים ושבעה בינוני והיתר קל. כך עולה מנתוני הרשות הלאומית לבטיחות בדרכים ומגן דוד אדום. מתחילת השנה נהרגו מאתיים ארבעים ושישה בני אדם, שהם תשעה עשר בני אדם פחות מאותה התקופה בשנה שעברה. כל ירידה היא כמובן משמעותית, אך זו לא הירידה שציפו לה. מזג האוויר, משעות אחרי הצהריים התחזקו רוחות צפוניות לאורך מישור החוף. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. לא רואים בעיניים, רק קופצים לאש. 
מה כבר רצינו לבקש? לקבל ולתת מה שיש להחזיק בידיים כל יום שעובר תמיד הוא ככה ממהר אני איש מאחר רק בלילות עולים קולות שאלות אבודות מחפשות תשובה מה שעוד לא בא רסיסים למה זיכרונות נמסים כמה שאני לא כיסיתי זה נכנס לי בתריסים אין על מי לשים את הראש גם אם לא שברתי שילמתי לך תמצא על מי לכעוס בשמיים איך אפשר לנשום? הכל תקוע במקום אבל עוד לא הפסקתי לחלום אז קפצתי למים כי צריך לשחות במים לא רואים מעות במים ישקעו חולות שזוכרים רק בלילות עולים קולות שאלות עבודות מחפשות תשובה בקרוב זה בא רסיסים למה זיכרונות נמסים כמה שאני לא כיסיתי זה נכנס לי בכיסים אין אני לשים את הראש גם אם לא שברתי שילמתי J.M. and the A.M. Rissi Sim. That's a uh, selection done by uh, Raviv Kanner here on a J.M. and the A.M. Monday morning. Rosh Chodesh morning here at J.M. and the A.M. How do you like that? Yeah. Hope your Rosh Chodesh is going well so far. All the uh, all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, of course, between Yalaviovo and Half Hallel and special Torah reading and um, Mosaf and Baruch Inafshi. Keep it all in mind as it is the second day of Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan and the very first day of Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. J.M. and the A.M. on a Monday morning as we head back to school and back to work. Brand new one is next from a uh, young, uh, brilliant uh, composer and singer from Israel whose name is Moshe Dawoodi. song is called Lachshok Alayich. It's brand new. Here it is for you at J.M. Oh, wait a second. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> Got to hit the right button. Uh <laughs> Uh, it's brand new, and here it is for you at JM in the AM. 
Monday morning on a Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM. Ruby Barnett with Hallelujah. Moshe Dawoodi with a song, Lachshok Elecha. That's the proper, uh, the proper title. I'd given you a little bit of a mispronunciation on one of those words when I introduced the song. Lachshok Elecha. We have to change that in our database. And Rissi Sim done by Raviv Kanner here at the JM in the AM. Monday morning on this second day of Rosh Chodesh. Hope you're doing well. Uh, today is the, um, well, actually tomorrow begins the World Zionist Congress. Yesterday we, we were part of the uh, Mizrahi uh, Summit of the uh, World Zionist Congress. We were actually supposed to be in Israel this week. That was the original plan. But uh, alas, um, God had other plans to say the least. Uh, our good friend Dr. Paul Brody is with us live via telephone. He's launched a campaign entitled Jewish Democrats for Trump. He says it's incumbent and puts the emphasis on the word incumbent upon us to keep the incumbent, a man of action who ain't Biden his time, according to what the Dr. Brody says. I asked Dr. Brody if uh, this would actually be an important audience to speak to. Uh, since I know the political makeup of this audience generally, and he said, you don't realize how many people out there need to be convinced that it might be a good idea to uh, vote for uh, the current president of the United States, especially those who are used to voting for a Democrat. So we are going to give a courtesy to Dr. Brody to explain all this, not that we would ever endorse a candidate, but he is making a case why those who are normally on the other side of the aisle might want to consider the uh, Republican side of the aisle 
on November the 3rd. Dr. Paul Brody, a guten chodesh and a shana tova to you, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum, for having me on your show. I know it's, you have limited time, and I really appreciate it. Rosh Chodesh Tovim Baruch to you and to all your staff, and of course to all the wide listening audience. Uh, uh, the reason... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, first of all, I appreciate that. But but secondly, you know, many of us understand when someone gets up and says for Akara Satov, for appreciation and thank you and gratitude, we need to be there uh, to back up President Trump. Is, is that the theme or is there more to it when it comes to your efforts of getting Democrats to vote for Trump? Well, I think it's I think it's really very important, as you mentioned, that, you know, the sign that I produce with the help of a graphic artist who's a good friend of ours. Um, in Great Neck, Orly Steinberg, who's a big Trump supporter as well. Uh, it's a really beautiful sign, and maybe hopefully everybody saw it, or some people saw it in the uh, in the press in New York. The idea is that I'm trying to float ads uh, in the swing states where they're, you know, where the Jewish vote could make a difference, such right. as Ohio, Florida, and Pennsylvania. Right. And uh, the idea being that Anybody in this very, very crucial election, as we all know how crucial it is for Americans and Jews in particular, uh, you know, we have to be very careful to evaluate the accomplishments and achievements of President Trump, as opposed to, you know, it's easy to jump on anyone's rhetoric and say, oh, he doesn't act presidential, he this, he that. But that's all irrelevant. But does Biden act presidential? You know, and, and you could go either way with that. You have to look at the man's accomplishment and achievements for America and for Am Yisrael, Kla Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael. And there's, and there's no doubt that we have to have Hakara Tato for that. We definitely hear that. And you're, not, and you're not trying to convince people to change their party affiliation. You're simply trying to get people who normally would vote Democratic down the line to pause for a moment and think that that Hakarasatov, that gratitude is important, and that the foreign policy. I, I met. I saw someone this week. They asked them. Uh, you know, uh, this was. I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this. This was actually an interview with Osama bin Laden's niece that I saw over the weekend. And they asked her, "Why are you supporting Trump?" And she said, "Foreign policy." She said, "Just the way he's dealing with other countries and the way he views the United States and that whole picture. We have no choice but to uh, but to vote for him." And of course, she's much different than her uncle was, obviously. Uh, but right. but but you're you're basically trying to say you're not here to change people's party affiliation. You're not trying to tell people this is what you should do locally. You're simply trying to say, no matter what party you're with, and in this case, obviously, you're speaking to the Democrats. You, you have to consider that he has done a lot of things that are really important to us. Right. Most most Democrats, I perceive this, and I think everyone in the listening audience would perceive that most Jews are still registered Democrats. I know there's been an, a movement, uh, Jexit, which has been very admirable, but it's no kunz for a Republican to vote for a Republican candidate. Right. I mean, and by the way, why isn't it almost 100% of people voting for Donald Trump? That's a different issue, okay? I'm not here to address that. But the, but the point is that most Jews, as I mentioned, are still registered Democrats from the time of FDR or whatever, even though he was, turns out he was not good for the, for the Jews in the long run. And, uh, and let's face it, as you mentioned, you hit the nail on the head, Nahum, when you said that, that President Trump has basically, quote-unquote, normalized the Arab, Muslim, and Israel relations without any pre-commitment to a two-state solution deal, really. Yeah, uh, and, and, and with no wars and no battles and, and without sacrificing one soldier. Right. Just yesterday, you know, uh, Ambassador Trump and one of the high uh, ministers uh, went to Bahrain. 
uh, I'm in touch with David Friedman a little bit. I know him personally from from Bethel and, you know, when he was president. And uh, I I sent him, uh, you know, a link to your show, and hopefully he's listening in. Well, well, he's done an amazing job, and he's quite a figure, to say the least. Uh, But uh, the, the bottom line is, uh, as Dr. Brody says, and and I always hesitate to try to convince people to vote one way or the other in this forum, but there's a lot to consider when you think of what the President of the United States has done on behalf of Israel, on behalf of safe foreign policy for Americans, and in general, on behalf of our community. So everybody out there, at least stop and think. I think, I think that's what you want at this point. You just want people to stop and think about it. Because I mean, you're hoping obviously that they'll you know they'll vote for him. I get that, but you at least pull the lever, right? Pull the lever for Donald Trump. But you Donald at least Trump, you at least want them to consider that uh, that you know they, they shouldn't just automatically think uh, that he is as the media portrays him. I guess I guess that's a safe way of putting it. Uh, Doctor right. Doctor Paul Brody's with us. All right, is there a website? Is there email? Do you want people to be in touch on this, or just if they're listening? I mean, we have a lot of listeners in Florida. We have some. Right. We have some listeners in Ohio. Well, we have some in Pennsylvania. I mean, you just wanted to be aware of what's going on. Well, no, no. I have. I do. I did create a an email, uh, you know, address, and it's Jewish Democrats for Trump at yahoo.com. People yeah. could send in their comments or suggestions, and if they want to donate, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that over the air. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, that would be appreciated. I mean, you know, it costs $3,000 for a full-page ad, and, uh, you know, because it's considered a political ad, even though I try to explain to these papers that I'm just one individual trying to make a statement, right. but that doesn't matter, you know. So uh, that would be greatly appreciated. So it's Jewish Democrats for Trump. I started, by the way, Nachum, as you, as you uh, know, uh, 12 years ago with my son Joey, uh, say Cain to McCain. Right. Yes, McCain. Yes, because McCain, because McCain is able, as we read in Parsons Braces. Cain, but he wasn't able. I mean, obviously, it's far different. But okay, and that didn't work out so great. But who knows how many people were influenced? And then at the uh, debates at Hofstra eight years ago, uh, you know, uh, we we uh, we, was, we stood there on purpose among arranged, you know, with the, among the Republican Jewish coalition, but we were. Jewish Democrats for Romney, it's a mitzvah. That got a lot of traction one way or another, but people didn't notice it. They took notes. (laughs) Uh, A play on Mitt Romney, of course. All right, if you search search Jewish Democrats for Trump, you'll see a lot of news uh, uh, sites and uh, resources that have picked up the uh, story uh, featuring Dr. Paul Brody and uh, and the group that he has formed, Jewish Democrats for Trump. You can check it out, everybody. We're bringing it to your attention. I think it's an important message for our community, no matter how you end up voting. Uh, but again, if you listen to his recommendation, you'll, you you know that uh, he thinks that the President of the United States deserves our support. Jewish Democrats for Trump. You could search it online and the website, the email address, the email address if you want to help sponsor or if you want to help in general or just uh, give some comments to Dr. Brody about this effort. It's Jewish Democrats, plural, Jewish Democrats for Trump. And it's really the number, it's really the word for, F-O-R, not the number. Jewish Democrats for Trump at yahoo.com, Jewish Democrats for Trump at yahoo.com. Dr. Brody, I thank you. A good chodesh and I hope the effort uh, proves to be fruitful. Thank you so much, Malcolm, for this time, and uh, I wish everybody the uh, a good Rosh Chodesh, Tovim Baruch, Lechol Am Yisrael, or Pal Yisrael. Amen. We need we need a good tough shin pay Aleph. We'll start with a uh, a good month of Mar Cheshvan. More coming up. It is a Rosh Chodesh morning at twenty five minutes after uh, seven o'clock. Uh, plenty more coming up between now and nine a.m. And then Mayor Weingarten with the Israel Show, all happening here on a Monday at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network.
Jam in the AM. What a song, huh? Eved He, the great Chaim David here at JM in the AM. Um, well, we'll know in a minute if Rabbi Goldwasser's taking the day off or not. <laughs> we will know in a minute. Um, give him a chance to uh, check in with us in the next minute or two. And if not, then we will move on here on a JM in the AM Monday morning broadcast on this Rosh Chodesh. The Orthodox Union, Yeshiva University, and the Rabbinical Council of America are calling upon the broader... Jewish community to devote a portion of their Torah learning and prayers today, Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan, to the healing of Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, Yaakov Tzvi Ben Liba. Rabbi Sachs serves as a profoundly eloquent teacher and spokesman for Torah values, a beacon of Kiddush Hashem, a beacon rather of Kiddush Hashem, to say the least. Within the Jewish community and throughout the world, we share a collective hope and prayer for his full recovery. Rabbi Sachs is in his low 70s. He has had health challenges before, which thank God he's over. This is now my statement, not not the O-U-Y-U and the R-C-A. Uh, he's had health challenges before, Baruch Hashem. He's always overcome, and we are praying uh, that God helps him overcome uh, this one because, uh, boy, do we need Rabbi Sachs. He is the one of the greatest uh, representatives of the Jewish people in modern Jewish history, frankly, with tremendous respect and eloquence, with... Uh, incredible knowledge and intellect, speaks with great responsibility, interacts with other communities in a way that is uh, to be envied. So uh, everybody out there, uh, I mean, if you participate in the Torah study and prayers today on Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan, Kol HaKavod, Yaakov Tzvi Ben Liba, Yaakov Tzvi Ben Liba, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, and whether it's today or any day in the next few days, uh, please keep him in mind for a refuah layman for a full recovery, and we thank you very much for that. Coming up at 9 a.m., it's the uh, next live edition of the Israel Show. What is the name of the Jewish month that begins today? Cheshvan or Mar Cheshvan? And is this month really so bitter? Mayer's addressed this issue before, and he's so brilliant on it. Mayor Milim re-examines this interesting question and the surprising answer. He writes here, hint, it's not what you learned in yeshiva. <laughs> a discussion about two eye-opening documentaries exploring the absorption of a quarter of a million mostly Sephardic Jews in the early 1950s and the not-to-be-missed weekly Israeli music mix. Right after JM and the AM, it's the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Make sure to be tuned in. Rabbi Goldwasser has the day off. Those of you who'd like to sponsor his broadcast, his uh, Divrei Torah, you can go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and click on uh, and click on um, uh, sponsorship opportunities. Uh, Thursday night is our big baseball event. Ron Bloomberg, the legendary Yankee, is going to be part of it. Um, if you are a donor to JMNAM and the Nahum Siegel Network, join us. Join us Thursday night, 7.30 p.m., brought to you by Rosenbaum Financial Services. If you're not yet a donor, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Become a donor for this year, and you are more than invited to participate in the exclusive event this coming Thursday night, which we are very, very much looking forward to. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good one, that I can tell you. And having um, having the great, and I mean great, uh, Ron Bloomberg with us will really be amazing. Um, all right, so join us. Uh, and the Twitter poll on what Steve Adelsberg should wear to that Zoom call will probably start tomorrow. We're going to get him on the air tomorrow, so I'll probably start tomorrow, that Twitter poll. And if you're looking for what the choices are, here's what he writes. He writes, 
Hang on, so yeah. uh, he writes. He has uh, three choices of what he could wear on the Zoom call. A 1950 Milwaukee Braves number 21 uniform, a 1930 San Francisco Clipper uniform number 5, and a 1950-era Minneapolis minor league uniform. He does say that all three uniforms are worn by Hall of Famers. I have a feeling I know which one Yankee fans are going to go for if they think carefully about, about the three of them. But anyway, those will be the three. We'll put the poll up on Twitter tomorrow. And Thursday night at 7.30, make sure you are with us as we're talking baseball here uh, on a Zoom session with Steve Adelsberg and the great Ron Bloomberg at the Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah, we'll call it the Nachum Siegel Network. Why not? It's an expansion of our great network. Avram Freed is next. You're listening to Jam in the AM. I must say, must say, must say, Tim Eloy. I must say, must say, must say, Tim Eloy.
J.M. in the A.M. Avramo, brand new Avram Freed here on a Monday, J.M. in the A.M. Rosh Chodesh morning. Hello, hello. Back to school, back to work. Hope that's going well for everybody as we slowly get back to normal. Please, God. Reva Judas, who directs Nahama Comfort, is with us live via telephone. The website is Nahama, N-E-C-H-A-M-A, comfort.org. And uh, they are educating communities and supporting families who are touched by infant and pregnancy loss. Uh, join us as we remember the children who only live in our hopes and dreams. This coming Sunday, October the 25th, this coming Sunday, 8 p.m. The event will also be aired um, starting at 8 p.m. Israel time on Monday. Uh, it's a live stream available at NechamaComfortEvent.com. Nechama, N-E-C-H-A-M-A, ComfortEvent.com. You'll gain valuable insights in how to help yourself and others deal with life's challenges. Again, information, sponsorship opportunities, and more, nahamacomfort.org, nahamacomfort.org. Reva Judas, director of uh, Nahama Comfort, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nahum. I just want to, before we start, thank you again. You've always uh, been so supportive of the organization. And uh, whenever I ask to come on in October, which is Infant Pregnancy Loss Awareness Month, uh, you never hesitate. So I, again, thank you for your many years of support. Oh, I appreciate that. I would guess an event like this or any event you would have done in October would have been an in-person event, which, frankly, uh, it, it, when it comes to this topic, this area of life, I would think an in-person event really has tremendous benefits. Am I right about that? It does. And um, me being of a certain age, you know, technology and and, <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't even mean, I didn't I didn't even mean it that way. <laughs> I, I meant that people who come who've been you know who've suffered from really difficult situations, right. me- meeting others face to face and getting that type of encounter right. is, is is probably obviously you're making the best of it with the whole you know online situation i get that you know many of us have no choices but but your organization compared to others really benefits when one when one can go ahead and speak to face to face to somebody who's either been in the same situation or someone who can help and can advise uh, what to do in this type of situation so i was you know um not making a joke seriously read i had to reconsider uh, not speaking to people face-to-face because right. it's such an important issue to be with them. Um, I, was, I was concerned. How, how are we going to help? But really, we have taken this situation, uh, like many situations, and instead of uh, just you know going into a closet and saying, we're not going to be able to help people now, closing our doors, we really have taken this and learned how to put it into our lives and have changed, um, I think, for the better almost. We are now able to reach people across the world. We help people in uh, Moscow, Gibraltar. We just got a phone call from South Africa, literally uh, around the globe, and many, many more in Israel. We have uh, been now, we now became a presence in so many different places where our support groups were just uh, local in the tri state area. We have now, uh, we have a Zoom group. 
support group every Tuesday, um, on Tuesday evenings twice a month wow. where people call in from all over. And it's really been such a help. And, um, you know, because we can see each other, uh, we're there to help. And that, instead of focusing on the negative, we've really tried to take this and said, how are we going to help even more? Oh, 100%. And I, we admire you for that. Uh, fourth annual event happens this coming Sunday. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and the 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 name of the group is Nahama Comfort, and that's such an important message because obviously you can't change the circumstances that someone has just gone through, and they are devastating circumstances. And I would think that in this era, they they might even be more devastating because people are so down in general when it comes to the whole COVID cloud. That when something like this happens and they're not able to you know accept the the comfort of friends and relatives they would normally get and not be able to be in large groups which might help uh it it might be even worse frankly during this whole COVID era to go through what certain people have to go through so you can't change the circumstances but you can offer nechama you can offer comfort and you can give those uh, really reassuring words that that life will will you know that 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 you and others from experience know that life's going to get better and that things, you know, eventually uh, will, you know, start to uh, to look up. Um, and that's such an important message. What happens this Sunday? Obviously, it's an online event. So what's the format for this coming Sunday? Um, so thank you, Nachum, for, for those words. I just wanted to touch for a moment about something, what you said. Yeah. We actually, um, people have reached out to us, organizations have reached out to us, like the OU, like, like different synagogues, to ask us to, to advise communities. We've done some Zoom presentations. Taking our type of loss, the unexpected, um, the unknown, and helping families deal with the current pandemic loss. There's, a, there's many similarities. It's the unknown. How do you deal with a sudden loss? And we're not just talking about uh, the worst type of loss, death and illness, but really for the for the kid that can't play on the basketball team, something you can relate to, for, for somebody who's making a wedding, uh, which we're doing in a few weeks, uh, but really trying to say, uh, which you did as well, you know, it's a loss of what was, what we thought of, but now how are we going to put it into our lives? What resilience are we going to have? Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but let's try to put it into our lives and move through it and, and, and try to deal with the situation. So it's not just for people who have experienced infant pregnancy loss, but really it's a very relevant topic for today. Um, so the event, we always wanted to do it in October, but because it was live and it was right after all the holidays, we just couldn't. So we're very excited this year to be part of uh, Pregnancy is the Loss Awareness Month. It is a uh, live event Sunday evening uh, in Eastern Standard Time. And then again, it will be played in Israel on Monday evening, something else we're very excited about. And it really is three parts. It is a place for families who openly express their infant pregnancy loss or families that never have discussed it to come. There'll be a small memorial always led by uh, Rabbi Yosef Adler from, from Rina Israel and Torah Academy. He's been a staunch supporter of Nechama Comfort, uh, being very vocal to many rabbis about uh, what needs to be done. He will lead us in a Kelmale. Uh, this time we're excited because we're going to be able to see the faces of our families 
the beautiful photo montage, candle lighting, uh, remembrance poem, which we haven't been able to do. And then we're going to hear um, stories from from real people or real people that are that are in the influencer world, um, like Elizabeth Sutton, who is an artist and designer, Elizabeth Iris Savetsky, who are our ambassadors of awareness, um, and we're going to hear their their stories and their journeys, as well as from real clients and and other people who are experiencing death. But we also want to give you some some ways to to go through your journey. Uh, the symbol of infant pregnancy loss is a leaf. Trees have always been part of our our branding and what we've told people recommended for families to do to plant something. Uh, flowers uh, may die, but a plant, something that you do, will will keep going on forever. Many people choose to do this um, in memory of their child. So this year we're going to have Dr. John Greenberg, who's a biblical uh, botanist. He's uh, lectured many, many times. He has an organization called Torah Flora, and um, he's going to come around and teach us a little bit from from the Torah, uh, the beauty of planting, <laughs> the beauty of watching nature. What a, co- what a cool angle that is. That's a really cool angle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um so we're really going to, uh, you know, it's also education and awareness and, and real tips how to get through this. And more than ever now, um, it's a fundraiser. We we are the only Jewish organization that does what we do and are open to all Jews. Um, and we want to be able to continue helping these families because what we've realized, uh, if we can help these families, then it will help all the Jewish communities because we will try and make them healthy for families to be part of the community um, and thrive in each Jewish community. If you go to the uh, actual event page, if you click on the event information at nechamacomfort.org, you will see their current um, crowdfunding campaign with a goal of fifty thousand dollars. They're just around seven grand right now, and they want to get that uh, within the next ten days, by the thirty-first of October. That's one of the campaigns you can join, and you can see information about donating and being part of their efforts online at nechamacomfort.org. Nechama, N-E-C-H-A-M-A, comfort.org. The event, as you heard, will uh, feature people like Riva Judas, the director of Nechama Comfort, Elizabeth Sutton. An artist and designer, John Greenberg, who's a biblical ethnobotanist, Rabbi Adler, spiritual leader of Renat Yisrael, and many others, including staff and ambassadors for the Chama Comfort's work. It's this coming Sunday, 8 p.m. New York time. It'll be in Israel this coming Monday, a week from tonight at 8 p.m. Israel time at NechamaComfortEvent.com, NechamaComfortEvent.com. Again, it's NechamaComfortEvent.com. Dot com. We have it up in our community calendar. You can simply go to NahumSiegel.com and click on community calendar, and all the information is there for this coming Sunday. Info in general, sponsorship opportunities, and information about everything we've spoken about this morning with Riva Judas, NahumaComfort.org. Again, NahumaComfort.org, and we are encouraging everybody to help them get to their most recent goal. Uh, in, yeah, that's right. We fundraise for ourselves, folks, and we still go ahead and we encourage people uh, to keep really good causes in mind. So I'm going to ask everybody out there uh, to consider a donation to Nechama Comfort uh, because they are doing great work and helping a lot of people and really giving true comfort to people who are in great need of it 
uh, after very difficult circumstances. So nechamacomfort.org, nechamacomfort.org for information about the event and for sponsorship opportunities. Reva Judas, anything else you'd like to add about this coming Sunday? Um, we're really encouraging everyone to come because we know you will learn, get, learn a lot about how to get through this these uncertain times. Um, so we really want to welcome. We're excited. We're going to be seeing people all over the world. And once again, um, our hotline number is one eight three three Nahama. We are staffed by by trained individuals who can help people with all with anything they need. We are. From, you know, unfortunately, we can help with logistics, with burials. We can teach and train in many communities, Kedishas, rabbis, medical personnel, clergy, how to help families going through this. Um, and we, as people always tell me, we hope that we go out of business, but realistically, we are here, and we are here to support all the families who experience this type of loss at any time in their lives, yep. and every. Jewish community across the world. And Nachum, I really thank you for always uh, never hesitating when we reach out uh, for all these many of years, because you were with us when we were just a very small organization. Uh, and now that we've grown, um, we, we really hope that people will, will find out what it's all about and join us on Sunday evening and Monday evening in Israel, which we're very excited about, too. It's all part of life. It's all part of yeah. life, and you've addressed it really well over all these years, and we thank you for that. And good luck Sunday. We hope it is a well-attended and well-funded event, Riva. Thank you. I hope to see you and, and your family on as well. Appreciate that. Looking forward. Uh, it's this coming Sunday. Information, nechamacomfort.org, nechamacomfort.org. Eight minutes before 8 o'clock, you're listening to JM in the AM. <laughs> Never really made much sense 
dreams you call to me Saying this is your true home, I wait for thee As I answered way back when, I am answering again If I forget you, may my right hand fill its need I've been waiting since forever, let me be J.M. in the A.M. Let me be. Garrison Verobo with Let Me Be. Let me be. Monday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning at J.M. in the A.M. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. We, um... Well, we're trying to. It's a week after the the week after Yuntif is always a challenge. <laughs> after the three and a half week Yuntif season, getting back into things last week is more of a challenge. Today, today, I think to a lot of people feels more, uh, you know, in, like that Monday where you're getting back into things. And the listener J A Mora tells us on the app, "Guten Chodesh, greetings from Baltimore." Today, we're all returning back to school since after Rosh Hashanah. I pray we finish the year in good health. There are actually a lot of schools that gave that extra week off after Simchas Torah uh, to cut down on COVID uh, spread, to cut down on, on COVID contagion. And um, hopefully, I really hope and pray that all the schools benefit from that in the next few weeks. There are no cases and no quarantines, no situations to deal with as we try very hard to get back to uh, – to get back to normal, so to speak, as much as possible. And we, and we mentioned earlier that uh, Bris Avram, they postponed their event this Sunday to November the 8th uh, on the hope that, in the hope that, um, that the direction we're going in right now where things are calming down will continue like that. So they postponed for a couple of weeks their Sefer Torah dedication and the writing of the Sefer Torah, which officially will be the 41st annual dinner for Bris Avram in Hillside, New Jersey. That will happen now on November the 8th. We'll remind you as we get closer. We mentioned Marat HaMachpelah's opening. That's important. Uh, it's only for residents of Hebron right now, but boy, is it important as we, again, are trying very hard to get back to a normal situation. So that's another small step toward normalcy. Uh, we mentioned earlier that the OU, Yeshiva University, and the RCA uh, are calling upon the broader Jewish community to devote a portion of their Torah learning and prayers today on this Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan uh, to the healing of Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. Um, Rabbi Sachs is uh, is not well. We are praying for his full recovery, and we hope everybody out there will, in fact, dedicate both tefillah, prayer, and Torah study uh, to the schus, to the merit of a refuah shleim for Rabbi Sachs. There is no, <laughs> let's put it this way, he is among the greatest spokesmen for the Jewish world. 
somebody who um, gives and commands tremendous respect, has unbelievable knowledge, intellect, knows how to represent our people, knows to always make a Kiddush Hashem, and boy, do we need him. We need him in these times. And he has um, made it through difficult health situations before we pray he makes it through this one. Yaakov Tzvi Ben Liba, Yaakov Tzvi Ben Liba, we encourage everybody to please uh, daven for Rabbi Sachs. Uh, again, that's uh, ya- Yaakov Tzvi Ben uh, Liba for a uh, Rafur Shlema. Uh, JM in the AM on this Rosh Chodesh morning. The. Um, This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website, kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio, kosherdogs.net. And try A&H today. Uh, keep in mind that our big baseball event, Open Mic, presented by the Nahum Single Network, is this coming Thursday night. I'll be hosting Steve Adelsberg. The topic is for the love of the game, inside baseball, Jews, and sports. And the guest is former New York Yankee legend Ron Bloomberg, author of the book Designated Hebrew. Probably the most well-known Jewish ball player, possibly, certainly in, in the most recent modern Jewish history, the last 50 years. I think you'd have to go back much, much further to find a uh, an athlete of the same stature in the Jewish world, thinking about Hank Greenberg, etc. Anyway, it's this Thursday at 7.30. It's an exclusive event for JMNAM and NSN supporters. So if you're not a supporter yet, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Join our list of sponsors and enjoy Thursday night's uh, exclusive event. It's sponsored by Rosenbaum Financial Services at taxcpa2.com, Tax cpa number two.com thank you rosenbaum financial services and ralph rosenbaum and as i said uh, steve adelsberg is uh, proposing three different uniforms that he can wear during the zoom session on thursday night we'll probably put it up tomorrow on a twitter poll and have you decide which one and again i think yankee fans if they they have to think creatively <laughs> but i think if they think if they think well and good they'll come up with the one that he should wear i know which one i think he should wear We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, good morning from Scranton, listener Leia says. All schools are either being Zoomed or teleconferenced in honor of Rosh Chodesh. Um, oh, a vard from our Rav. He says, Tufshin Pei Aleph equals Mashpot Yarim Evyon. This will be the year we'll be lifted up. Oh, I hope you're right. Uh, he's, I don't remember who said this over 200 years ago regarding Tufshin Pei Aleph, uh, but it's, a, it's certainly a nice thought, that's for sure, and it's words we say today in the half hollow, I believe, right? I think that's part of the hollow that we do say in the half hollow, if I'm not mistaken. I have to think for a minute. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com, and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Yes, hush. 
Ma, ya, 
In the AM with Benny Friedman, Vesecha Zena, Rak Hayom, done by Maishi Tischler, Yoni Jakubovic, Adveharenu. Ain Ode Milvado, brand new Mordechai Shapiro, Shlomo Katz at Anapoli. Eliezer Kasoy with Ivdu and Let Me Be. That was Gershon Varoba here at JM in the AM. Monday morning, it's Rosh Chodesh, everybody. If you, uh, if you, um, have not yet, uh, Said your morning prayers. Keep in mind, Yalavievo, half Hallel, special Torah reading, Baruchinavshi. Excuse me, Musaf Baruchinavshi. It's day two of Rosh Chodesh, the first day of Mar Cheshvan five seven eight one. Mayor Weingarten's gonna have a lot to say about this brand new month coming up in the uh, Israel show starting at nine a.m. Eastern time. At ten a.m., it's Yoni Pollock with after further review, all about the world of sports. You want to hear someone from our community really show some expertise when it comes to sports? Listen between 10 and 11. And Jake Novak. Jake Novak is going to have, uh, no doubt, plenty of comments regarding um, uh, the current political situation uh, coming up at 11 a.m. on Novak Now. Again, that's 11 a.m., Eastern Time, Novak Now. Don't forget this coming Thursday night, exclusive for JM and the AM and NSN supporters. And if you're not a supporter yet, we recommend you go to uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. We're going to use our Zoom ID, our Zoom account, for a presentation of Open Mic. Nahum Siegel hosts Steve Adelsberg 
In a segment entitled For the Love of the Game, Inside Baseball, Jews, and Sports, with former New York Yankees legend Ron Bloomberg, author of the book Designated Hitter, Designated Hebrew, (laughs) Designated Hebrew, he was the first designated hitter. It's happening this Thursday night at 7.30 p.m., sponsored by Rosenbaum Financial Services, TaxCPANumber2.com, TaxCPANumber2.com. This coming Thursday night, if you are a, a baseball fan or you just like to have fun, join us Thursday night. should be an amazing and incredible show. Rabbi Sons are next on a Hallel-filled Monday morning. Rosh Chodesh at JM in the AM. In the AM with the Rabbi's sons, Hallelujah Hashem, on this half Hallel filled Monday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM. 
The Orthodox Union, the OU, has launched the application process for the third cohort of its Impact Accelerator Accelerator Program to rapidly identify and invest in ventures addressing current and future Jewish communal interests. The program runs over the course of 12 months, built on mentorship-based growth and early-stage funding for Jewish not-for-profit entrepreneurs. Chosen ventures are awarded between ten dollars and $15,000. Candidates for the program are Jewish not-for-profit entrepreneurs who live in and cater to the North American Jewish community. The application process includes completing an online form, an interview with the OU Selection Committee, and a pitch to the program's board. Applications opened on the 12th of October. They are due the 30th of October. And we'll give you the website, etc., so that you can uh, toss in your submission. Jenna Belzer is the founding director of the OU Impact Accelerator. Jenna, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back on JM in the AM this morning. A pleasure. I don't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> I don't mean to put you on the spot, but but choose one. Just give a good example to this audience of an Impact Accelerator graduate uh, that that you know where, where the OU is really able to make a difference in their growth for sure so we've actually we've as you know we're looking for the third cohort so we're just about to graduate the second cohort um in the first cohort we had five great ventures that participated throughout the year in like we said workshops um mentorship really becoming um ventures that were kind of adopted by the OU for those 12 months where right. they're working with the different departments, the, um, both service departments and also the internal departments, accounting, marketing, et cetera. Um, and then the same thing for with cohort two and, and obviously virtually this year. So um, I, I, could, I, I, I love them all. Um, and they've all really done fantastic work and they are like we're looking for addressing communal needs um, like we've seen. So um, just to name none, there's an organization called Work At It. And what they do is they work with um, youth who are who are not in school or for whatever reason are um, you know let's say not part of the um, in yeshiva high schools or whatever, and they try to work with them in order to find them internships and really jobs in order um, for them to build themselves. And over the course of you know we had the first cohort started, um, we put out a selection process in 2018, and they started learning that year, and, and they had their graduation in 2019. Since the beginning of our selection process, they were um, barely an organization. I think they had one or two clients, and now they've expanded to multiple communities. Um, they've grown their staff to include an education director and made different types of connections in order to um, have more have more students as part of their program. And so they've really seen um, – it's fun for me now when I get to see, like, I open up the 510 yeah. Jewish Times, and I see, like, the advertisements for the different organizations that are part of the Accelerator. I'm like, yeah, they really are making – an impact in the Jewish community. Well, I, I put you on the spot, but you you really did well because that's an excellent example of the fruits of the uh, of the OU Impact Accelerator program. Simple as that. Now, Jenna Belzer is with us now because it's the third. Is it going to be a lot more difficult? You know, you're obviously I don't I mean I shouldn't say obviously you you and your committee may not want to have you know duplicate type of efforts. Uh, you want original stuff that hasn't been proposed before. Is this going to be more difficult for the applicants? Um, I, in some ways, I think it's more difficult. In some ways, maybe not. Um, in some ways, like I like it more difficult in that we are really trying to look for innovative like models of service, so to speak. So, um, 
we always will evaluate. We have different competencies that we look for in the selection process. So one of them is communal need and one of them is innovation. Um, So if something is addressing a real communal need of the community, it's obviously going to be something that stands out to us. But we all are also, we are also trying to put an emphasis on like innovative methods, things that we maybe haven't seen before of how we address some of these communal needs. So in that way, um, potentially more difficult. On the other side, um, we are looking to grow the venture a little bit this year. We plan to have um, more virtual learning like like we've learned from um, 2020. And so with that, we felt like we could take on a few more ventures. So the first cohort, like I mentioned, had five ventures. The second had four. This year, we're looking for um, like maybe like six to eight ventures. So in that ways, we, you know, it, it may be easier. I don't not easier, but, you know, more open um, to seeing different things and, and more chances for, for someone to um, to make the cohort. It's funny. There have been so many innovations from really innovative people in our community over the last seven months regarding Zoom and regarding online stuff. You may actually get you may actually get your wish that, that that a real majority of the applicants this year, you know, might be new projects that can be conducted online, that can be conducted through Zoom, etc. Because one thing we've learned, there are a lot of people that are not adjusting well and they're trying to, you know, take in-person events and present them as Zoom events, which really doesn't work that well, unfortunately. But others have adjusted and have, you know, thought through what people could do online and have come up with a lot of innovative ideas. So you may see a lot of that this time around. Yeah, we're excited to see that. And even um, the way the process works, like like you mentioned before, is that you request an application, then you're sent the full long-form application, and then there's interviews, and then the final pitch night. Right. Um, and we've seen from even the application requests that there have been a lot of ventures that are applying that have to do with you kind of like um, something that can alleviate the, the you know COVID times or um, address you know address an issue through. Mm-hmm virtual methods. Um, and what's interesting about that is we've actually seen um, kind of like the age span and, and demographic spans larger because because so many people, I don't want to say they have more time, but they just have a different types of time now. And they're thinking about things in different ways. So we've seen like some high school students apply, which we, we haven't had before. Um, so it will be interesting to see, you know, to see who ultimately um who ultimately applies to the accelerator. The program runs over the course of 12 months. It's built on mentorship-based growth and early-stage funding for Jewish not-for-profits, and chosen ventures will be awarded between ten and 15000 Here's the website to get the application. You want this application by October 30th, right? Yes. So here's yeah. the website, everybody. It's uh, ou.org slash accelerator slash apply. ou.org slash accelerator slash apply and then the timetable uh, jenna is what once that application is in on october 30th when's the next time they hear from you so they'll be hearing from us around mid-november with um whether or not they'll be asked for an interview with our team um and then the whole thing should wrap up by the end of december you must be really proud when this was first uh, announced uh, you know a couple of years ago i didn't know how this would go i didn't real i didn't know <laughs> if efforts like this would be attracted to your committee to uh, to you know, get the funding and pursue this type of uh, mentorship, so to speak, and it's really worked well. Yeah, it's been fantastic to see the growth, and um, I said that the second year was kind of validation that the first year was okay, that we could keep going, and now the <laughs> third year, um, even more so. And I think what we've seen is that there's there's a need for this, um, you know, in in the community, and yeah. there's also that the organizations that have been part of it have really been able to gain something from and I, and it. I th- um, and so I think, it's been exciting to and see, I, yeah. And I think finally some of the young organizations are realizing that they're not going to get to their potential growth 
by doing this alone. They need the guidance of the people that you're you know going to set them up with and the funding that you're going to arrange for them. So I think that's yeah, also hope. also a consideration. Jenna, and even the yeah, no, go ahead. Even the collaboration amongst each other. Right. Um, I think for you know some of the organizations have said like I don't feel alone anymore, Good and that point. they can they can work together. They're going through similar challenges, and that's really something that we try to bring into the cohort as well. So I mean, it's been fantastic. Some of these successful efforts may end up being departments of the OU one day. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Jenna Belzer is founding director of the Orthodox Union Impact Accelerator. Get those applications in now. If you're running a a young, uh, or you know, a young startup effort or anything that you think can benefit the Jewish community, especially if it's in the world of not for profit, uh, you have to be silly not to apply to at least see if the OU can help you along and if you can become one of the uh, those who uh, who get a slot in their OU Accelerator program. It's ou.org/accelerator slash apply ou.org slash accelerator slash apply and they want those applications in by the 30th of october jenna thank you and good luck with this thank you so much for having me this morning good a pleasure monday morning broadcast rosh chodesh morning here at jm and the am as we continue uh, i want to remind everybody that we are um encouraging everyone now at the beginning of 5781 to incorporate the great work of partners in torah into your lives. Remember, uh, if you visit partnersintorah.org, you can arrange to become a mentor for someone who wants to learn more about our heritage. In fact, if you contact Partners in Torah, you can become a mentor for someone who wants to learn more. You can become a partner uh, if you want to actually explore more of our heritage and tradition. Either way, go to partnersintorah.org, partnersintorah.org, or call their phone number 1-800-STUDY-42, 1-800-STUDY, the number 4 and then the number two. Here's Chaim David Burson at JM in the AM. Oh, 
with Chaim David Burson, Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Hello, hello. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Mayor Weingarten with the Israel Show. 10 o'clock, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review about the world of sports. 11 a.m., Jake Novak with comments about the world of politics, etc. Uh, during Novak Now. Mayor Weingarten will be live at 9 a.m. right after JM in the AM, 15 minutes from now. And he's with us live via telephone right now. Mar Weingarten, shalom and welcome to JM in the AM. Boker tov, v'chodesh tov, Nachum David Alivi. You've changed it up a bit. I appreciate that. <laughs> On the next live edition of the Israel Show, the question is, what's the name of the Jewish month that begins today? Is it Cheshvan or Mar Cheshvan? And is this month really so bitter? Mayor Milim will re-examine this interesting... interesting you know, I think, I think this interesting question... And surprising answer was first said on these airways probably like twenty years ago or so. That that one of your very well been. Not only was it a brilliant uh, presentation, which I'm sure today's will be as well, uh, but it got me to always refer to it as the month of Marcheshvan. Okay, I've, now you're giving away things. Well, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> And by the way, it's not me really who's giving it away. If you look at our tradition of how we announce the month when we do Birchat Chodesh. We, right. we announced the month a certain way. Yeah. Anyway. I would assume. But yeah, but you are correct, and it, it, it has been a long time that, the, that I've been on that crusade, uh, amongst others, and um, we haven't spoken about it for quite a while. So yeah. I figured now's a good time right. to re-examine it. I, I, would, I would say more about it, but uh, I have four other topics to quickly get to. All right, so first of all... <laughs> You're going to do a discussion about two eye-opening documentaries that are exploring the absorption of a quarter of a million mostly Sephardic Jews in the early 1950s. That was a major aliyah, of course. So you'll discuss fascinating, fascinating eye-opening documentaries Debu- yeah. debunking some of the myths of 70 years ago. I would bet. And you know what? It's not even debunking some of the myths. It's it's 
it's apprising uh, 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 us or uh, enlightening us to the fact that I think a lot of people, including myself, and I knew a lot about it, weren't aware of. My father, Allah Shalom, was the head of the Aliyah Department in North America. So I heard some of these things. But this is really uh, amazing. Interesting. Then, um, Saeb Erekat is being treated for his cancer at an Israeli hospital. I'm sure you have something to say about that. For Corona, I think. I don't know oh, that, why did I think your post said cancer? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. So it's Corona. Um, I think it's Corona. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. No. But either way, <laughs> he's being treated in an Israeli hospital. Right. And, um, yeah, we're going it, it, to... It, it's been brought up, of course, now... In, on social media and Israeli media, you know, is it the right thing to do? Is it the wrong thing to do? So we'll try and have a little discussion about that. I'm sure a lot of people have a lot to say about that. That's for sure. They're more more than welcome to comment on the app. And I apologize. The article that you posted does, in fact, say he's sick with COVID. For some reason, I thought it said he was sick with cancer. But yes, he's sick with COVID. Doesn't matter. And he's doing. He's not doing well, by the way. And yes, people, you can comment. Listeners, rather, you can comment on the app. Go to the NSN Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Feel free after 9 a.m. to comment because Mayor will see it and we'll be able to include those comments in the discussion. Um, Eitan Haber died recently. And I, I read the New York Times obituary, the the speechwriter for Yitzhak Rabin and somebody who was involved right. in politics for so many decades. Director General of uh, the Prime Minister's office and so forth. So once I saw the New York Times praising him to the hilt, I was wondering, I was wondering if you would do the same. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I didn't think about it, but you're right. I should mention him, but I guess I'll have to do it in a future show. But do we? Um, but do we call him a good guy or not when it comes? No, to... I think I think he's a good guy. He, a good he, guy. he was as a guy. He was a good guy, and even as a, you know, Yitzhak Rabin is is um, I think gets gets a bad rap in history, and uh, in in the history at least of the right, right. and. Um, Eitan Haber was very close to him and was his um, speechwriter, chief of staff, and everything else. He was also a journalist on his own right. before that, and he he was, from everything I've read, a really good guy, a really good person. And he, and, and uh, he was a missing. and he was a wordsmith like you, so you have a, a place in your heart. No, <laughs> I didn't even think of that because I don't think of myself as a wordsmith. But thank you. And, fin- and finally, I'm going to read to you the first paragraph of a news story. If you're able to give us an update, fine. If not, I totally understand. I'm so confused by this thing already. Uh, Israel's Channel 12 revealed extraordinary recordings containing a harsh attack by the Attorney General against former state attorney <coughs> Shai Nitzan. In the recordings, the AG bitterly complained about Nitzan's refusal to close the criminal case against Mandelblit in the Harpaz scandal and repeatedly said that Nitzan has him by the throat. The AG even accused Nitzan of outright tailoring the case against him. So th- I'm, I'm confused. And, by, and, and he called him a maniac. So I'm confused. Is this part of the Netanyahu case? Has nothing to do with the Netanyahu case? What is going on here? Wow. You know what? This is so amazing. I started preparing this issue for the show today, and I just I realized last night when I was working on it, A, there's too many other things going on, and this will be here next week, too. And... Um, and that I needed more time to prepare. The, impl- the, impl- what, the implication. What, what's your question? The implication. Well, the implication is in the big picture that the attorney general was blackmailed to indict Netanyahu. So I mean, I don't. I don't think so. No, but meaning that is the accusation, right? That is the. 
That is the yeah, assumption. But no, the no. So, so, so the person who, who brought this to Channel 12, uh, the amazing uh, journalist um, and analyst, Amit Segal, was uh, there's an exchange showing him and Shaimi Tsan, who, who, who uh, came down to Channel 12 on Friday for an interview, and after the interview, he and Segal are conversing, and Segal says, I never said that you blackmailed him, and I don't think you blackmailed him, but he felt blackmailed. Ah, so he felt the pressure of a blackmail. He, right, and you, wow. that's what you hear in these recordings. Now, did that have an effect on Mendelblitz um, uh, ultimately indicting Netanyahu? Hard to say, but what it does show, and, and it's another nail in the coffin of the Department of Justice in Israel, how it's run, how corrupt it is, and how the manipulations are so horrific, and uh, that I, you don't trust. And, and I think that's ultimately the g- goal of the leakers, you know, right. that keep, excuse the pun, drip, drip, drip. Every couple of weeks, there's another leak. Right. To, and, and that. That that seeps into people's hearts that there's something wrong, there's something corrupt in the Department of Justice in Israel, and and that in the bigger picture has an effect on the Netanyahu case because if everything is so corrupt, right. then why wouldn't it be corrupt by him? Right. Very good. Wow. Now I'm starting to get this a little bit. All right. So you hope to explore that further in the next week or two? I, I hope in the next week. Yeah, I've already started, and and it's interesting to note, and he noted it too, that three of the major people that we're talking about, Shiny Tsan, the prosecutor, uh, Mendelblitz, well, I did, Amit Segal, and the, the former police commissioner. I know, I know what you're about to say. I know what you're about okay, to say. Okay, go for it. Are all Datiyim. That's right. Wow. They're all religious Jews. Wow. Wow. Even though Shiny Tsan doesn't wear a yarmulke, he went to Natizme Year right. High School. He graduated from Natizme Year. I don't know the level of his observance now, but it is said that he is uh, at least uh, traditional. But Mandelblit so, and Segal for sure. Ma- Mandelblit is a Jose de Chiva at the age of 26 and goes, you know, has a black kippah and a beard and is, is considers himself part of the Haredi community. Amit Segal is Kipasuga uh, openly on TV, etc., etc., without any embarrassment. And um, what's the name of the police chief that uh, that just left? Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he's also Chovesh Kipa. He lived for a very long time in the Shomron. That's another thing. He's obviously with right-wing leaning. Um, I think Shlomo Zwickler said that he was the Baal in their Minyan or something like that on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Meaning, so, um, meaning in, um, oh, I'm trying to think of it. Right. Are you talking about Alshech? Yeah. Are you talking about Alshech? Yes, yes, thank you. Roni Alshech. Roni Alshech, yes, correct. Thank you. Thank, so, you, thank so, you, Google. Thank you, Google. That, I say that every day, every morning. <laughs> One of the brothers that you add, you know. <laughs> All right. Google. Or as Mayor Weingarten says, he's a genius six days a week. <laughs> Absolutely, a gadol ador, not just. <laughs> All right, I'll. But I'll tell you, being the being the uh, director, being the man in charge of the Israel show, uh, you're just getting more and more on your plate every single week. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
It's unbelievable how many that, things you have to that's follow. That's really crazy. It's the nuts. Less work I, the less work I have, the more the Israel show has stuff for me. <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way it works, huh? See, the world is in a balance. In other, words, in other words, you can always find more. The question is, do you have the time to look for it? That's all. Meir, Todaraba, and everyone's looking forward to five minutes from now when the Israel show kicks off. I better go. Bye. There Have he is, Mayor Weingarten, who uh, will conduct the Israel show live five minutes from now right here at JM in the AM. Bishville, I call for every waking moment. Bishville, I call from all the nations we are chosen. Bishville, I call for this Torah and all its deep meaning. Bishville, I call, Anach Numodim. Bishville, I call, I got their smiles and their laughter. Bishville, I call for all the times that we can feel you looking at Bishville, I call for all those miracles that forever go unseen. Bishville, I call, Anach Numodim. Sunrise to the cool moonbeam. Bishvil I call Anach Numodim. Bishvil I call Anach Thank you. 
JM in the AM, Achenu Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AchimSegal.com, and the AchimSegal Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow, we'll talk more about Thursday night's event. Steve Adelsberg will be on the air tomorrow, and we'll discuss... A little bit more about what we're going to be doing Thursday night through Zoom. Coming up, Mayor Weingarten. Don't forget to like the uh, Israel Show Facebook page. Go to uh, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Uh, Yoni Pollock with the world of sports. Speaking of sports, at 10 a.m. on After Further Review. 11 a.m. for Jake Novak and Novak Now. Keep it at the Nahum Single Network all day long. You will not regret it. Have a fabulous Monday. And don't forget to support us fjbunity.org for our fall fundraiser fjbunity.org till tomorrow Nachum Segal reminding you remember to past live the present and trust the future <laughs>